Let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Cooper Howard, Director and Fixed Income Strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Thanks for being with us. So inflation definitely taking its toll. Um, we see it on the you know, retail sales. We see it um, with Target, for example, expecting a slower holiday season, et cetera. Where do we stand in inflation? You know, I think that we've probably seen the peak in inflation. Um, there are signs that it's coming down from now. We saw the CPI report last week. That obviously came in lower than expectations, which is the big reason why the market rallied. PPI also showed that there are signs that inflation might be peaking. If you look under the hood in PPI, kind of as it moves through the pipeline, it looks like there might be more disinflationary trends. So I think that that all bodes well for the economy. You can also look at how the consumer is doing. The consumer is relatively holding up fairly well. We saw that this morning with um, retail sales numbers. Yes, there were some big box retailers that reported disappointing earnings like we just discussed in the previous segment. But on a broad level, retail sales has been holding up relatively well. Now, granted, that's a nominal number. A lot is being driven by inflation. But it just shows to me that we're looking at an OK economy from here. There are obviously concerns because as the Fed continues to hike interest rates, that may slow the economic growth down going forward. Yeah, and you know, I was looking at Micron today, right? Cutting, and this is just an example how they're cutting the supply forecast, citing market conditions. The stock is to the downside, uh, down five and a half percent, bringing down the group. And you start to think these were semiconductors, for example, really drove the market. You basically got up, you looked at semis. The way semis went was the way market went. It's so different now because we keep getting forecasts that are really not that great. I mean, there, there are fewer companies saying anything good going forward. I think that where I'm looking at it is more the Fed's reactionary function. And we have seen a lot of um, negative sentiment out there. Um, for example, the tech sector, there have been announcements of layoffs. But broadly speaking, we haven't seen that trickle through to the economic data so far. I do think going forward, it wouldn't be a surprise if we see unemployment or something like the labor market begin to kind of deteriorate a little bit. And I think that, that what that would mean for the Fed is that they'd likely hike interest rates going forward. So that's where more I'm looking at it from the broad sector, broad-based level rather than the individual company level, looking at more of a macro trend rather than a micro trendical. Yeah, and you know, I, I agree with you. By the way, I'm not, you know, doom and gloom. I actually think, I agree that things seem to be improving. And when people talk about how the market reacted in 2022, and maybe it'll do the same in 2023 because the Fed is still hiking, but don't necessarily think that's the case, you tell me, because the Fed is, you know, partially through this program. Um, we're through the midterm elections. We're through the peak of inflation. I mean, things could theoretically get better in 2023. I mean, I know we have a recession looming, but then does, it could turn around too, right? Yeah, I think you are correct, is that I'm not all doom and gloom, hum, nor as he said, that you are doom and gloom. So I think that there are bright, bright spots on the horizon. Um, but if we look at what the bond market is telling us, then I do think that it's likely or the case for a soft landing is that window is getting closed um, fairly quickly. Um, you can look at the 210 spread right now. That's deeply inverted at negative 60 basis points. Any time that we've been that deeply inverted, we've seen a recession shortly thereafter. Um, now, granted, the lag time between when that's inverted and when the recession has officially started has varied quite a bit. So I think that's one thing that we're closely watching is how the bond market and how the Fed's reactionary function is trickling through to the economy. And again, 
think that the case for a um, soft landing is relatively difficult at this point. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, the bond market, I mean, are, there's always opportunities. We just have to sort of dig them out. Where do you think there may be some opportunities in the world of fixed income? Right, there are opportunities. So one of the positive sides of the fixed income or the Fed's um, hiking interest rates at one of the fastest levels since the 1980s is that it's really created opportunities in the fixed income markets that haven't existed in decades. If you look at the municipal bond market, for example, the tax equivalent on the muni market for those investors who are in the top tax bracket, that can be over 7%. Look at the corporate bond market. Um, there's opportunities to get highly rated issuers at above 5% right now. So we think that that can be an area of opportunity. Now, we are more constructive on investment grade issuers, both corporate bonds and municipal bond issuers, relative to high yield issuers. The other point is, we think that we might be past the peak in interest rates, or at least nearing the peak in interest rates. So we would suggest to clients to lean into duration, meaning consider extending your duration, locking in those longer term yields. Two strategies that we're recommending to our clients, Nicole, are to use barbells. We think that a short portion on the short end of the yield curve makes sense for flexibility, while also combining that with some longer term investments to lock in those yields if we have seen the peak in rates. Then the other strategy would be a ladder strategy. This is an all-weather strategy that tends to work regardless of the interest rate environment. And for our clients, what we've found is that it's beneficial for them because it can help smoothing out the timing of interest rates. We think timing interest rates is a very difficult thing, and even the experts have a difficult time doing it. So for a lot of our clients, those are the two strategies that we're recommending right now. Yeah, understood. I mean, I think also, as you talked about rates peaking, at the same time, we really saw mortgage rates surge, right, from 3% to 7%, housing pulled back. And there's still talk that housing will still come off the highs. Mortgages, people are, you know, skittish at this point with mortgages higher, even though when you look at historically, it's not that bad. But people are not used to these levels. Yeah, I think if we're coming off of the levels of 3 4% that we were um, post-pandemic, then yeah, 7% mortgage rate takes a very big bite out of a large um, mortgage itself. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see a little bit more of a trickle-down um, effect and we start to see a slowdown in the real estate market. We already have, so I wouldn't be surprised if it um, deteriorates a little bit more going forward. Now, what that could mean for the broad economy is the wealth effect. So when people's housing prices are going up and they feel good about it, they tend to get out there and spend a little bit more. Um, and so that's one area that I think it could trickle into the economy overall. But I think this is also something that the Fed anticipated or might be um, satisfied with to see some of those housing prices come back. Chairman Powell in the past has said that housing prices have risen at an unsustainable level. So I don't think that they're too concerned about seeing some pullback right now. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I don't think they're too concerned about seeing layoffs or anything else for that matter. The only thing they're concerned about right now is inflation. All right, Cooper Howard, nice to see you. Schwab Center for Financial Research, thanks so much for being here.